welcome to the first ever edition of the A's to Z podcast. See what we did there. Cousin Ant, there's the A, also the A's, R. athletics. R.I.P. Luke, Luke Perry. To the Z. Why'd you throw that in there? <laughs> pictures right there. <laughs> you just, is he just staring at you? <laughs> yeah, what Cousin Ant is referring to is a picture of Luke Perry, a.k.a. Dylan McKay from 90210. Uh, he is in the studio. I found a random picture of him while I was cleaning out the garage. <laughs> That's like a wallet. Picture. Well, I was going to take a picture and weird. send it to a thread. It's not weird that I have it there. Trust me. By the way, I'm a diehard 90210 fan, so it makes it even less weird. You can follow us on all platforms. It's the A's to the Z podcast. This is the first edition. We're going to do a bunch of macro stuff, less micro stuff, because they, you know, they played two games. They lost the heartbreaker and in extra innings. They lost the first game as well. And now it's the weird thing where they have spring training in between. And then the actual season is going to start tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So we're going to do more macro stuff that I want to talk to Ann about. But throughout the year, every Wednesday, we will have an A's to the Z podcast. On Twitter, I'm at Zach Sports, Z-A-K Sports. He's at the Rees 510 T H. E-R-E-A-Z, five one zero Boys. And I have done the due diligence of making sure we lock down every single social media platform for A's to the Z podcast. Nice job, guys. So you can find that on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch. We're going to be talking a ton of green and gold throughout the year as most East Bay people, who is probably going to be the majority of the people that we're speaking to, Absolutely. know the A's are going to be the last of the Mohicans, if I'm even allowed to say that. Can I say that in 2019 or is that... Politically incorrect. They're going to be the last of the Mohicans in the East Bay. The Warriors are going to San Francisco, uh, and the Raiders are going to Las Vegas. But the A's will remain. They surprised everybody last year. Could have been a division champion. Instead, they were a wild card. They had to go to New York. We all know what happened. Same thing that's happened to me since... That was a tough team they had to play for that. Since 1989. So I want to ask you this, though. Do you think the A's will have more fandom now in the East Bay because of the other teams moving away? Once they get their stadium. And that's part of what I want to talk to you about. The report came out. Okay, so when I was doing A's pre and post, Mm -hmm. I was following these newspaper reports, journalistic reports on where the new stadium was going to be. Mm -hmm. Now, if you'll go back in time with me about, it's been about two years since I've, or a year and a half since I've been at the station. I was doing it two years before that. So probably three and a half years ago, there was three locations. Where they're at now, Mm -hmm. if the Raiders were going to leave, and they are. Mm -hmm. The Laney College site, they were going to build it within Laney College. They were going to work with Laney College and Howard Terminal, right? which is in the water, which is what I've always wanted, downtown Oakland. Beautiful. Right, mirroring the, what is now Oracle Stadium for the Giants. Now, I thought that that was going to be the hardest one because of logistics. Because anytime you have water, as you saw with the Warriors, they were originally going to be close to Pier 39. Mm -hmm. Then they had to move it all the way down to where the Chase Center is going to be now. And then, so out of the two, I think it's great where it's at now because it's close to BART and right off the freeway and stuff like that. But anyways, they selected Laney. And then it didn't work out with Laney because Laney didn't agree to the terms that the A's had laid out. Right. Now they're putting out a report that it's definitely going to happen in downtown Oakland and Howard Terminal. Now, if you remember, originally, when the new regime came in, David Cavill said that he was going to announce where the new stadium was going to be and they were going to stick to that. And he didn't do it in the first year. And then the second year, the Laney thing fell through and now they're saying Howard Terminal for sure. So as I said, we're going to go macro before we go micro on the actual team. Right. If that happens, the answer to your question is absolutely. Mm -hmm. They will own Oakland. And I know Oakland doesn't get the ratings and the demographics that San Francisco does, but they will have... The majority of that, because people are going to have to choose between going all the way to downtown San Francisco for a Giants game, which is expensive, yep. 
even more expensive to go to a Warriors game or San Jose for a Niners game, Vegas for a Raiders game, or right in your backyard for an A's game. So I do think that they will own the city after that. Definitely. But they need the stadium. They need it. People are just not going to go now, especially with baseball and how unpopular it's becoming. You and I were raised on baseball. Yeah. But kids these days are just not, they don't have the attention span for baseball. But if you have an attractive place to go watch baseball and it's in your backyard and it's one of the only options and it's cheaper than all of the other options if you wanted to go further, then yes, I do. Do you think that attendance is down in baseball? I think it might be up, no? It's, I know that all the numbers are trending down in terms of ratings for watching, attendance, the average age of the fan mm-hmm. is going down. It's not big amongst young people. And you've seen with the NBA, and actually MLB is probably more advanced than NFL and NBA in terms of technology and keeping up on social media, mm-hmm. but it's not translating based on... I believe the pace of play, which is a common thing to throw out. I'm actually irritated that I even said it, but (laughs) it's a common phrase and there's data behind it to back it up. These kids, these younger people are bored when they go out there and you've got to keep their attention. Basketball is fast paced. Football is only once a week, which is the main reason why I think it does so well. Mm -hmm. But yeah, did you read some sort of report that I don't know about that Baseball numbers are up in terms of I mean, viewership. I just assume that these guys keep getting bigger and bigger contracts. So the mo- They're doing well money-wise. Yeah, yeah. But I'm talking about in ter- baseball owners are going to be fine. The baseball players are going to be fine. Yeah. But the age group of the people that are watching baseball is getting older and older. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't take a genius to figure out that that's not a good remedy for business. Right. You need to get younger fans because the younger fans are going to live longer. Well, obviously they've talked about, you know, speeding up the game and yeah. changing the rules. Well, they've done it. a bunch of stuff. So it's an area of concern. Pitch clock. Sure. But the way that, that you deal with that is tighten up them baseballs a little bit and get those home runs going, which, you know. Are you talking collusion here? No, I'm not talking collusion. You're but trying to bring are, it back to the Sammy Sosa days? To bring it back, you know, to the A's in the first couple of games, those balls were flying out of that out of that yeah. park. You know? Yeah. And it's been happening, you know, the past couple of years. Look, in terms of the stadium, I want it for, I've been in Berkeley my entire life. Oakland's the next city over. I consider Oakland to be my cousin like I consider you to be my Me cousin. And Zach used to catch the bar train the game. That's a fact. On a regular the, basis. The old green fence. And it was fantastic. Yeah. It was the best. Well, especially before they put Mount Davis in, yeah. you could see the Oakland Hills and it was gorgeous. Yeah. They had water out there and ivy. Fence. You didn't even have to pay. You could yes. look through the fence. It was great. If so, they do get that built in the terminal. Yes. And it's on the water. On a summer night. Yeah. The game of ball? Yeah. It would be nothing better. Yeah. In downtown Oakland, as opposed to deep east, you and I know Oakland well. We know the parts of Oakland. Where the A's stadium is, you would never be going there unless it was for reasons that we shouldn't say on air. We play softball over in those areas. Fair enough. Yeah. But you're in the swap meet. Yeah, definitely. You're in the, yeah. But if they have one in downtown Oakland, uh. then you know what you're going to get? You're going to get people that are getting off of work in downtown Oakland. Mm-hmm. And I'm not judging that area. I love all areas of Berkeley and Oakland, but that area doesn't have a bunch of people getting off work that would just go to the game randomly. If you're in downtown Oakland and you're on the water and you have a destination spot, business deals will get done there. You'll have suites that are rented out. You will have tons of advertising. I mean, it'll be great for the community, but they do need that in order for that to happen. The one question I have is the the freeway exiting and how they're going to make that work because that's going to have stuff backed up even more than it already is now. Agreed, agreed. But they are close enough 
to the freeway. I think it might actually end up being okay. less of a log jam because they're going to be close enough to the freeway, but not right next to it. So it's not going to totally clog it. And then there's going to be multiple BART stations where if you're a guy like me that gets claustrophobic, West I'll Oakland. probably take the exit that that's 10 minutes walking distance away just to be away from people. And then I'll walk further than I would have to just so I'm not around a ton of people. Yeah. But anyways, if it happens, great. We've been talking about this for years, so who knows if it's going to go through. The other macro issue that I wanted to bring up, and this is just so A's because you have Jeremy Giambi not sliding at home when Jeter did the flip. You have Miguel Tejada and Eric Burns not running the bases properly in Boston. You have Justin Verlander beating them in game five in a five-game series. I've The Yankees twice, the Red Sox, the Twins, and the Tigers twice. There was six five-game playoff exits if you've been watching the A's since 2000 with Miguel Tejada, Jason Giambi, Eric Chavez, the big three. KC. Blah, 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 blah. So if you're an A's fan, you're probably feeling like you're a little bit um, cursed. (laughs) Cursed is a more hardcore word than I was looking for, but I couldn't figure out the word that I wanted that was less harsh than that. It brings me to Kyler Murray. Heisman Trophy winner from Oklahoma, fourth overall draft pick for the A's. And he chooses football over going to the A's. So the A's, essentially, they just got the money paid back to them. So they didn't lose a ton of money in the transaction. But the bottom line is you're losing your first top five overall pick. <laughs> yeah, and I just feel like that would only happen to the A's. That's some, yeah, they have to be reimbursed or something, right? Like, they can't just lose a first they pick, knew, essentially. They knew the risk going into it. But so nobody thought, because every normal person would advise, like, if he was your son, you mm-hmm. would tell him, Go to baseball where there's guaranteed money and you're not going to risk concussions. Right. But he had such a good year and he won the Heisman that he ended up choosing football over baseball, even if it's not the smartest move for his health and his money. Well, he could come in the league and blow it the first couple of years and then decide to come back yes, to baseball the A's, and get that baseball money. The A's do still have his rights. Oh, so if he comes so back. So if he comes back, the A's will retain his rights. Why but not? Still. I mean, it's just, it's one of those things where it's like, of course. You drafted a guy that chose a different sport. That's, yeah. Anyways, that was another I macro. I guess if you said they knew what they were getting into, then, I mean, it's a, it's a yeah. weighed risk, and you got to, you know, take that punch, wouldn't you? It was just another macro thing that I wanted to get into in terms of just, you get that feeling. <laughs> like when we played Verlander the first year, I think I had more hope than the second year. But the second year, I was like, it's just going to be the same thing. And it was. It was Verlander in Oakland, in the Coliseum, eliminating the A's. And then last year, it was like, we don't have a chance against the guys that signed John Carlos Stanton and have Aaron Judge and the whole New York empire. I mean, of course we're going to lose. And we did. I know I'm not supposed to say we, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. You get the this gist. Is the A's to the Z, man. You can say it. Yeah, it's true. All right. So uh, we can get into the nitty gritty of the first two games. There's not a lot to say there other than this. The starting rotation going into the offseason was the clear sticking point for me of this surprising team last year. Mm-hmm who made the wild card, got in there, surprised everybody. They've got a young core in the infield with both Mats and Simeon, who they kept around. They had Lowry, who's now gone, so their infield's gotten a little bit worse. But between Crush Davis, Chris Davis, and the rest of the guys, Piscotti, they have all of the pieces offensively that you need. Definitely. But the starting pitching was clearly the area that they needed to improve on, and and they did nothing as close to nothing as you can do. And so now you look at the, it wasn't like the A's got shut out in Japan. They didn't lose games two to one or three to nothing. They lost 
high scoring affairs. And it's because, and as you see the announcement of Aaron Brooks being named the fifth starter to complete the A's rotation, who got rewarded after pitching against the Giants five and a third innings, one run, five hits, two walks, and he struck out five. After the game, skipper Bob Melvin, who I love, uh, announced that he would have the fifth job, and then he tweeted out that he, got that he was thrilled. But in three major league seasons, and we're talking about Brooks, who's gone three and five with an 8.01 ERA in 60 and two-thirds innings. Whoa. And that's your fifth starter. If he was your 12th starter, then yes. An eight ERA? That means you got to score nine runs, assuming he pitches a complete game, because he's going to give up eight. And I, it's just, it's everybody else. Now, they do have people that I love that are going to be coming back. A.J. Puck, who was a top pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jarrell Cotton, who I thought was going to be the rookie of the year mm-hmm. when he started, but then he got hurt. Um, possibly Jesus Lazardo, who got shut down. He was great in the spring. He had a shoulder injury. Sean Manaya, of course, the ace last year. Mm-hmm. And then, but other than that, you're looking at, uh, I mean, he beat out, Bassett, but now Brooks joins Mike Fires, Marco Estrada, Brett Anderson, and Frankie Montas in the A's rotation. Yeah, it's not too threatening of a, of a rotation. No, it's certainly not Tim Hudson, Mark Mulder, and Barry Zito. It's certainly not uh, Matt Cain, Bumgarner, uh, Bumgarner, and Timmy Lincecum. Right. So I just don't know why. Look, it'd be one thing if you went into the year not knowing what your weakness was, mm-hmm. but they knew after the postseason that their weakness was the starting rotation. So why wouldn't they have addressed that more? And I get it. It's the A's. They don't have a, a huge payroll, but I mean, you got to do something there. I think they must have some confidence in these guys a little bit then, you know? Who of the... <laughs> Brett Anderson had a horrible season last year. Marco Estrada was not great. Frankie Montas looks great. I'm a huge fan of that guy. Mm-hmm. I've seen his stuff. I know he's got it as long as he can stay healthy. Right. And Mike Fires has never been a one or two. And he's yeah. going to be your opening day starter. Seems like they would probably rely Who on... Who do they have confidence in? They're relying on the relief pitchers, I guess. Okay, but that was their problem going into the wild card game last year. They, they I, went I, into that game knowing that each guy was going to pitch one or two innings. Right. That's why they lost. Right. That's why Giancarlo Stanton hit a two-run homer in the first inning. Anyways. It's rough. Yeah. But, I mean... I think you got to be confident about, you know, like you said, your batting and the young guys. The lineup in the bullpen, in the yes. Yeah, but yeah. name the last team that didn't have a at least close to dominant or great or good or even just above average starting rotation that won a title. Well, I think that glaring issue reared its head in those Mariners games. But know? they And that's my thing. Yeah. They knew that going into this season and then didn't address it. It's tough. Plan on making trades. or Look, there are a bunch of guys that are going to come back from injury right. that are going to come back, yeah. and maybe they think that they're just going to tread water until they get there, and then they can pick them up, and then they'll be all ready to rock. But that's a big... To me, if you have a team that young that performed that well over expectations last year, yeah. I'm addressing that out of respect for them because yeah. I don't want to just take the chance that guys coming off of injuries are going to fix me somewhere down the road. You want to build up. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I think if one thing is consistent with the A's through previous years is that they don't build up. They kind of maintain and expect, or not expect, but hope to do good. Yeah, but they usually at least address. Right. They haven't had a good pitching staff for the past few years. I mean, I think the last time they even had considerable pitching was when Sonny Gray was on the team. Yeah, even he underachieved. Eventually, yeah, because they've put no hidden behind them or whatever. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think. I just I feel like they usually plug holes. I mean, you look at a baseball team as a boat, you know? You're yeah. trying to stay afloat. Of course. And they usually, when there's 
holes that are sinking your ship as clearly as the starting pitching has. Mm-hmm. I feel like they've generally done something signed like a guy that's on, like on a one year deal for him to have a great year and then sign with somebody else for a lot more money. Mm-hmm. They didn't even do that. Yeah. I don't want to be halfway through this year and going, if the A's had just addressed starting pitching, they'd be in the playoffs. Yeah. Losing games eight to seven, nine to eight, 10 to six or whatever. I mean, those are games that make me sick. The giants, they won games two to one, one to nothing, yeah. three to two, yeah. four to two. They were doing it with the most minimal amount of offense, but the maximum amount of pitching. Right. And they have it with the bullpen, but your pitchers have to go at least five, six, seven innings. You can't throw them out there for two, three innings. Absolutely. You need a solid two starters, you know what I mean, on your squad to kind of even have it a little bit rounded out. Yeah. And I don't think the A's have one at the moment. Well, what I hope, and I know all the A's fans out there listening right now, their fan base might not be the biggest when it comes to demographic, Mm -hmm. but the ones that are there are hardcore as hell. And I'm hoping they built up. I mean, that's why if they had gotten to a playoff series as opposed to the one and done, which they lost to the Royals, that was one of the ones I didn't mention in the 17 elimination games that the A's have lost. Yeah, If they had gotten to a series, they would have built up more of a fan base. But I'm hoping now with people realizing, look, this is going to be... Again, the last of the Mohicans, based on the success that they had last year, hopefully, I mean, the starting pitching doesn't have to do a ton, but what's the definition of a quality start? Do you know? What do you mean? You were the lefty stud. You don't know it? I wasn't even a star pitcher after age 12. What do you mean, quality start? What's the definition of a quality start? Go ahead and... It's a stat. Fucking You have no idea. No, no. It's five innings, three earned runs or less. Really? Yeah. So if the A's give you a quality start, I, first of all, I don't even define that as a quality start. If you give me five innings and three earned runs, I'm going to tell you to go hit the showers and yeah. you, you played like shit today. No, yeah, we were shutting shit down harder than that. Five <laughs> innings, three earned runs. Is it, but anyway, that's the actual definition stat-wise of a quality start. If the, A's, if the A's can do that yeah. three or four times out of five during the rotation. They should be okay. Yes, especially with all the guys coming back. Mm-hmm. A.J. Puck is a stud. I love Jarrell Cotton stuff, and there's other guys coming back that are going to be hurt. But I just, I don't know that you're going to be able to get five as pathetic as five innings and three earned runs is. I don't know that you're going to get that out of the five that I just listed off for you. That's going to be the starting rotation on opening day. It's a long season. Moves can be made. And it's true. you would expect them to kind of make some moves based off how some of these guys are going to come back from injury too, maybe. No doubt. You know, so if some of these guys come back sooner than later, or some of these guys stay injured, maybe they'll make more moves then. Yeah. You don't have to sell out in the beginning of the season. It's a long one. It's true. All right. Well, we'll be back next week to react to a week of baseball. We'll see how the starting rotation. Got some opening days coming up, huh? Yes, we do. Um, a day that used to, I feel like, was more celebrated than it is now. Really? I just feel like people look more forward to I like NFL whole, free agency than know. baseball opening whole day. Look you think out, people are jacked I think for tomorrow? You got a little gloomy. I don't uh, even think people knew that the A's season started in Japan. What do you mean? Like, I don't think people knew that those were real games. No, that was just weird. The A's are 0-2. The way it was scheduled was weird because they came, they left, had two regular season games, and, and they, they had a series of free yeah. season. Well, they're on pace right now for 0-162. <laughs> but we'll react next Wednesday to a week worth of baseball games. I'm guessing if it's a bad podcast because they haven't done well, it's going to be because of the starting rotation. But <laughs> hopefully they can at least do the bare minimum to get the hitters and the bullpen uh, enough of a chance to win some games. But we will do that. Follow us on all platforms. That is Twitch. That is Facebook. That is Instagram. Twitter. 
all of those at A's to Z podcast. A's to Z. A's to Z podcast. And we're looking for somebody to give us an intro. Yeah. Maybe we'll hit up Fab. Who knows? We got to think about some East Bay artists. Yeah. Because all the ones that we know are San Francisco. Yeah. Uh, and Equipto ain't doing an A song. Nah. Shout out to Equipto if he's listening. But follow <laughs> us on all those platforms. On Twitter, I'm at Zach Sports, Z-A-K Sports. He's at the Rees 510 uh, Also, check out our podcast, which we're about to record right now, which is No Work Today, K-N-O-W Work Today, on all of those same platforms. Appreciate you listening. Nobody's perfect, man. The first ever A's to Z podcast. For Cousin Ant, I'm Zachariah. Holla!